Welcome to the Albany Update with Reverend Jason J. McGuire, Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Now, with this week's Albany Update, here's Jason McGuire. Thank you for joining another edition of the Albany Update. In this week's program, on January 18th, following a lengthy hearing, the New York State Senate Judiciary Committee voted 10 to 9 to reject the nomination of Justice Hector LaSalle to the position of Chief Judge of the New York Court of Appeals. Governor Kathy Hochul nominated Justice LaSalle as Chief Judge of the Court of Appeals, New York State's highest state court, on December 22, 2022. Currently, Justice LaSalle serves as presiding justice of the Appellate Division, 2nd Department, a mid-level appeals court based in Brooklyn. Previously, the justice worked as a prosecutor and served as an associate justice of the Appellate Division for eight years. Following the LaSalle nomination, 14 members of the state Senate, along with their allies in organized labor, publicly stated their opposition. In addition, Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins, a Yonkers Democrat, expanded the membership of the Senate Judiciary Committee from 15 members to 19 members. According to the New York Law Journal, three of the committee members named by Leader Stewart-Cousins had previously announced their opposition to the LaSalle nomination. The opposition to Justice LaSalle's nomination arose from the left wing of the Democratic Party, which deemed some of the justices' past decisions to be insufficiently protective of abortion and labor unions. Furthermore, some voices on the progressive left took issue with Justice LaSalle's background as a prosecutor and expressed a desire for a chief judge with a background representing criminal defendants. For their part, Justice LaSalle's supporters, who included some establishment Democrats and some Latino Democrats, contended that the justice's record was being distorted by his opponents. Governor Hochul refused to withdraw Justice LaSalle's nomination. At the January 18th hearing, several members of the Judiciary Committee, including the committee chair, Senator Brad Hoyleman Segal, a Democrat from Manhattan, grilled Justice LaSalle about his past decisions and his views. The justice came across as a bright, well-prepared, even-tempered liberal who does not seek to impose his personal views on the cases before him. The hearing took five hours and featured tense moments involving Justice LaSalle's detractors, all of them Democrats. At one point, Senator Hoyleman Segal told Justice LaSalle, a Democrat, that his acceptance of the Conservative Party's endorsement in 2008 had been hurtful because the party disagrees with the senator's views on same-sex marriage. In an unusual twist, Justice LaSalle took pains to reassure the committee that he was pro-choice, pro-labor, and pro-LGBT. After the committee voted down Justice LaSalle's nomination, Senator Anthony Palumbo, a new Suffolk Republican, moved to forward the LaSalle nomination to the full Senate. Senator Holman Segal ignored him and adjourned the hearing. Leader Stuart Cousins and Senator Holman Segal have each asserted that the committee's actions marked the end of the line for the LaSalle nomination. Leader Stuart Cousins commented, The committee has spoken. The nomination was lost. I'm hoping we can move forward. Governor Hochul, however, sees the matter differently. In a statement, the governor said, While this was a thorough hearing, it was not a fair one, because the outcome was predetermined. Several senators stated how they were going to vote before the hearing even began, including those who were recently given seats on the newly expanded Judiciary Committee. While the committee plays a role, we believe the Constitution requires action by the full Senate. Governor Hochul is reportedly considering filing a lawsuit to force the full Senate to vote on the LaSalle nomination. If the nomination were to reach the Senate floor, it is possible 
that support from Senate Republicans and some Senate Democrats could help Justice LaSalle receive Senate confirmation. On January 19th, Senator Holman Segal laid out a litmus test for Court of Appeals nominees. Conservative Party endorsees need not apply. While the senator later clarified that he had spoken only for himself and not for his fellow Senate Democrats, he doubled down on his own position, acknowledging that he had drawn a bright line against confirming Conservative Party endorsees. Senator Hoylman Segal went on to characterize the Conservative Party platform as anti-LGBTQ and anti-woman. In response, New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms called for Senator Hoylman Segal to be removed from his post. The process to which Justice Hector LaSalle has been subjected reveals the lengths to which the progressive left will go to protect and enhance their own power. Justice LaSalle was not rejected by his fellow Democrats because he was unqualified. The justice was not even rejected because the committee members disagreed with his views. At New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, we believe that the justice was rejected because the progressive left suspected that he would not use the position of chief judge to impose a leftist ideology upon the people of the state of New York. Let's drill down a little more on our organization's response to this ordeal. After State Senate Judiciary Committee Chair Brad Hoylman Segal told reporters, quote, I hope we have made it clear moving forward that we will not accept the Court of Appeals nomination of judges who run on the conservative party line. Our own legislative director, Stephen Hayford, made the following remarks. Senator Hoylman Segal's admission that he will refuse to consider any Court of Appeals nominee whoever received the endorsement of the Conservative Party is consistent with other unfortunate behavior engaged in by the Senator in connection with the nomination of Justice Hector LaSalle to the position of Chief Judge. Over the past week, Senator Hoylman Segal's words and conduct have made it clear that he lacks the character and temperament to chair the Senate Judiciary Committee. Hayford continued, during the LaSalle confirmation hearing, Senator Hoylman Segal inappropriately told Justice LaSalle, a Democrat, that his acceptance of the Conservative Party's cross-endorsement in 2008 was hurtful because the party disagrees with the Senator's position on gay marriage. When Senator Anthony Palumbo moved forward the LaSalle nomination to the full Senate, Senator Hoylman Segal ignored him and adjourned the hearing. Here's how Hayford concluded. Every judicial nominee should be evaluated based upon his or her experience, ability, judicial philosophy, and temperament. Litmus tests that disqualify nominees based on their party affiliations should be repugnant to all New Yorkers. Senator Hoyleman Segal's evident animus toward persons and political parties who disagree with his views is eerily reminiscent of disgraced former Governor Andrew Cuomo's 2014 declaration that so-called extreme conservatives have no place in the state of New York. By expressing and embracing this animus, the senator has disqualified himself from continuing in his current rule. He should step down. And while there was high drama in the state Senate Judiciary Committee last week, that wasn't the only court-related news. On January 13th, a trial court judge in Syracuse found the state regulation requiring healthcare workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19 to be invalid and unenforceable. In Medical Professionals for Informed Consent versus Bassett, State Supreme Court Justice Gerard Neary held that Governor Kathy Hochul and the New York State Department of Health had acted without authorization in imposing a COVID-19 vaccine mandate upon healthcare personnel. According to attorneys at the law firm of Bond, Shonek & King, 
because mandatory immunization programs may only be implemented pursuant to the specific provisions of the public health law. And because the public health law does not speak to COVID-19 vaccination, Judge Neary held that the mandatory vaccination requirements created by the regulation were determined to be beyond the scope of respondents' authority. Also, Judge Neary reportedly ruled that the vaccine mandate was arbitrary and capricious because the Department of Health could change the definition of the term fully vaccinated whenever it chose to do so. Following the court's decision, the Department of Health commented, the requirement that healthcare workers be vaccinated against COVID-19 protects vulnerable New Yorkers and the people who care for them, and it is a critical public health tool. The state health department strongly disagrees with the judge's decision and is exploring all options. An appeal of the judge's decision is possible. The court's decision to strike down the COVID-19 vaccination mandate for healthcare workers is a victory for personal and religious liberty. It also provides a welcome check on an overreaching executive branch of state government. It is hoped that the court's ruling will help to alleviate shortages in healthcare personnel around the state. And now for some legislative activity. Last week, the so-called Equality Amendment advanced toward floor votes in both the New York State Senate and the New York State Assembly. What this means is that the Democratic leadership in the New York State Legislature is making its extremist, pro-abortion, pro-LGBT agenda a top priority at the very beginning of this year's legislative session. The so-called Equality Amendment would amend the New York State Constitution to include several new anti-discrimination categories, including sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, pregnancy, pregnancy outcomes, and reproductive health care and autonomy. New York law already contains extremist policies regarding abortion, sexuality, and gender identity. The Equality Amendment would elevate and protect those extremist policies by placing them into the text of the New York State Constitution. In so doing, the amendment would make it impossible for the legislature to repeal New York's pro-abortion laws in future years without the help of the voters. This proposed constitutional amendment passed both houses of the New York State Legislature on July 1, 2022. To become effective, it must be repassed by the Senate and the Assembly in 2023 and then be approved by New York voters at the ballot box. On January 17, 2023, the Senate Judiciary Committee approved the Equality Amendment by a vote of 16 to 2. All 12 Democratic committee members supported the amendment, as did Republican Senators Patricia Kanzanary Fitzpatrick, Jack Martins, and Steve Rhodes. Republican Senator Anthony Palumbo voted aye without recommendation, which means that he supported advancing the bill without indicating how he will vote if the bill comes to the Senate floor. Only Senators Andrew Lanza and Senator Tom O'Mara voted against the amendment. The Republican votes for this dangerous measure are deeply disappointing. On January 18, 2023, the Assembly Judiciary Committee approved the Equality Amendment by a party-lined vote of 15 to 6. Full committee voting records are available on our website. And if you've not already done so, please help us fight back against the Dangerous Equality Act by contacting your state legislators today. And finally, legislation that would allow assisted suicide in the state of New York has been reintroduced in 2023. And supporters of that legislation held a rally in the New York State Capitol on January 17th. As many Christian New Yorkers will recall, the assisted suicide bill would let physicians prescribe lethal drugs to terminally ill patients, 
who are expected to die within six months. It is illegal in New York to assist another person in attempting suicide. The proposed legislation would create an exception to that ban in situations where terminally ill patients request lethal drugs. New York's ban on assisted suicide has been upheld as constitutional by the Supreme Court of the United States and by the New York Court of Appeals. At this time, assisted suicide is legal in 11 states. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms opposes assisted suicide because human life is sacred. A compassionate society accompanies and helps persons who endure terminal illnesses. It does not make lethal drugs available to them. While Assemblymember Amy Paulin is the sponsor in the Assembly and the new chair of the Assembly Health Committee, Senator Brad Hoylman Segal, you may remember him from a little earlier in this program, is the new Senate sponsor of the assisted suicide legislation. At the January 17th rally, the senator said, Medical aid in dying is really about peace of mind. It's having that assurance at the end of your life, no matter when that might be, that you do have options. Well, at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, we beg to differ with Senator Hoylman Segal's assertion that the availability of lethal drugs would give anyone peace of mind. We believe that the only way that a person can experience peace of mind when facing death is to have faith that Jesus Christ has prepared a place for him or her in heaven. With the Lord's help and the help of our allies at the New York Alliance Against Assisted Suicide, we have blocked assisted suicide legislation in New York for the past seven years, and we intend to continue doing so. You have been listening to the Albany Update, hosted by the Reverend Jason J. McGuire, Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms exists to influence legislation and legislators for the Lord Jesus Christ. To learn more about this ministry, issues you've heard on the program, or to make a financial contribution in support of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, visit albanyupdate.com or call 585-225-2340. Additionally, you can mail correspondence to P.O. Box 107, Spencerport, New York, 14559. You can receive the latest legislative updates at facebook.com slash albanyupdate, Follow New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms on Twitter at Albany Update or sign up to receive the weekly Albany Update email by texting the word FREEDOM to 22828.